For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Brady. And here we go. Good afternoon. This is Lock and Load. And today we, uh, well, it's not quite Think Aim Fire. It's sort of Think and Aim. We don't have Bob, but I do have Lee Williams. And having Lee Williams, that means we go in a different direction when it's just me and Lee because Lee. Well, Lee, Lee's very deep with most of his thoughts and everything. So, good afternoon, sir. Hey, man, how are you doing? Uh, I think Bob is either training this whole week or overthrowing the government of sm- some small island nation. Oh. Well, I hope he brings me back a nice souvenir from wherever he's at. <laughs> yeah, I know his uh, his schedule is, you know, he's got this beautiful range complex just here in Florida, but he's still, and, and hopefully at some point everybody will come to him. Right. But he still travels, and it's a lot easier, trust me, especially if it's a law enforcement or a SWAT team. It's a lot easier to move one guy than move ten. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I've got a friend, Steve Steve Fisher. He had he's in Alaska training SWAT teams. Oh. He never drive. He never flies anywhere. He had to actually fly. Well, you know, if you can drive, that way you can bring your guns a lot easier. Indeed. Especially in some of these uh, blue states. One thing, and there is one thing I want to discuss. It we didn't discuss pre-show, but let's let's kick off with what we were, what where we're going. Let's talk about where we're going. Where, what are we talking about today? Well, I, I I got sick of people asking me what they can do, and you know, uh, so I put together something, a story that uh, I sent out this morning, called "How Do You Support the Second Amendment Today and Tomorrow," um, and it, it spells out. It's probably not uh, for you, obviously. And it, you know, some of your listeners are definitely not my target audience, but for somebody who, you know, may be rediscovering or discovering for the first time, you know, what the Second Amendment can do for their life and what it does for America, this is a good way to get started. This is a gateway into activism, which I prefer over advocacy. Yeah. You know, once Biden gets out of office and we get a Republican in there, we can tone it down and, and become advocates. But right now, we need activists. Yeah. Well, you know, it's there's more to it than joining Second yeah. Amendment Foundation. What, what, what do you what do you what do you what do you recommend? Well, I looked at the, the numbers are stunning. I mean, forty percent of the population is gun owners. There are about there's only thirty one states and some territories that allow voters to 
publicly indicate their political affiliation. But out of those states, 48 million Democrats, 36 million Republicans, yet we have an estimated 133 million gun owners in this country. So we should be running things, but we're not. Um, uh, because obviously we don't vote as one homogenous block. Right. Uh, if we did, we could be unstoppable. So I think there's a lot of education, and I, I take it very easy. The first, if you want to get involved or you want to get re-involved, the first thing you got to do is educate yourself. And this could not be easier today. As I point out in the story, you don't even need to leave the Barker Lounger. There are websites, newsletters, discussion groups, YouTube videos, quality radio programs, podcasts, and everything else there out there designed to help you understand the, the battles that we're fighting and the perils that we're facing as a, as a Second Amendment community. And you can get to all of them on your computer, on your laptop, or on your phone. And you can devote as much time as you want, but the education is there. So I strongly suggest that if somebody's entering this arena, get up to speed first. A great way to do that is listening to Bill. Um, once you're up to speed and you feel good about it, then it's time to share your knowledge. There's an old axiom in the military that, you know, intelligence that's not shared is of no value. So st- start small. I like taking new shooters to the range. I've taken a lot of new shooters to the range over the years, a lot of journalists even, and every single one of them made it back. Every single one of them had a great time. So that's a great way to start sharing your knowledge. Once you've done that and you feel that your fluency in, in the Second Amendment is becoming better, uh, I would I would request in-person meetings with your elected officials, local, state, and federal, if you can get them. Uh, talk to them about the importance of the Second Amendment, how much you value their support of or wish they would support the Second Amendment. you got to do this whether they're like-minded or not, with the Ds and the Rs. This, friends, is education. You're educating the lawmakers. You're not lobbying them. You're not trying to influence how they vote. You just want them to know how important the Second Amendment is to you and to your family. And, you know, there's a certain uh, senator who used to run, used to be in Delaware. I'm not talking about Joe Biden. Carper. Uh, okay. I'm sorry, Mike Carper. And he's just retiring. Every single year, NRA would go in there and, and try and talk about a submitting an assault weapon ban. And every single year, he'd submit some kind of bogus assault weapon ban. But, you know, you're in there and you're applying pressure and you're trying to educate. That's the name of the game. Hmm. Now, there are some other ideas. Um, obviously, we've got national and statewide gun groups that you can join. Um, California, and I, didn't, I discovered this just recently, Bill, they've got county-level pro-gun groups. I mean, that's how much behind the lines they are out in California. Right. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure that I've been on some of their podcasts. But if you can't support them financially, I think I belong to about seven or eight. Uh, if you can't support them financially, support them with your time. Go to their rallies, participate in their campaigns, email out, uh, use social media for support. And and finally, and this was, uh, you know, a lot of people malign social media. A lot of people talk down about it. I get that. It's a pain in the butt. I wish I didn't have to do it. But the one thing there's no argument about is it amplifies your message. And regardless of the number of followers you have. So you got to use it. You got to get on it. And don't be platform agnostic. Don't say, well, I'm already on Facebook. And Facebook is becoming, you know, how to 
how to catch your Aunt Myrtle's apple pie recipe. Get out there on IG. Get out there on Twitter. I like Twitter because it, you, it, when when it, a story goes viral on Twitter, it really goes viral. I mean, it blows up. But that's it in a nutshell. And, you know, I, we need activism. And as, as I say in here, um, I mean, look at what they've got, man. They've got multi-billionaires helping them, the other team. They've got the legacy media. And all we've got is each other. So everybody needs to be switched on. Uh, if you're a gun owner, especially. If you like your firearms and your Second Amendment rights, now's the time. We've never, ever seen an administration like this. Nobody's ever been this bad on stuff. Now, you know, there, and there, there's one other thing to educate yourself about. And, I mean, uh, looking at what, see, right now in South Carolina, permitless carry is still on the table. Uh, it got saved, but it's 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 uh, you know it's gasping. Yeah, and that was because of a fumble by the NRA in North Carolina. It's dead this year, and that's because of a f- unforced error from the NRA. And uh, there is more out there when it comes to gathering information and getting education than the NRA. Yeah, big time. So, I mean, and you know, that's the, that's the beauty of how we got constitutional carry type bill passed here in Florida. All of the gun groups, NRA, GOA, Nagger, Florida carry, we put our egos aside and, and we worked together and we didn't get big footed by NRA. NRA came in and they helped tremendously, but nobody from that organization came in and made decisions. We all made decisions together and nobody big footed anybody. Wow. And I'm including the, yeah, and that's why it was. Hang on for me, if you will. We're, we're coming up on the break. You can find all of his articles, and you can sign up for all of his articles. You can be, you can get an email alert whenever he drops one at thegunwriter.substack.com. Go sign up for it. I'm signed up for it. I get all of his drops every time they happen. I know everything that's going on. It's worth your time. We'll be right back. Talking with Lee Williams. This is Lock and Load. This is Lock and Load, and we're speaking with Lee Williams. Bob Keller is out teaching good people how to be gunfighters. So today it's just me and Lee. All right. We've got the activist part out of the way. What's next, sir? Well, I, I would say you just have to keep doing it. You have to be dedicated. You have to understand that this is, and this is why a lot of guys in the Second Amendment community burn out. Because we're not going to win anytime soon. The other team is incredibly well-resourced and well-funded, and, and that sucks. Um, it's, it's, not easy, it's not easy to beat them. I mean, we have the Constitution on our side, but look at Joe Biden. Uh, he's proven that the Constitution really doesn't matter. Look at all these blue states right now and the laws and the, and the organized national campaign that they're using, basically throwing their middle finger up to Bruin, the Bruin decision, 
they're creating and they're proposing all of these anti-gun laws, knowing full well that they're not going to pass constitutional muster or Bruin. So the Constitution really doesn't matter to them. I mean, we play by the rules. We're not going to do something or try something that's unconstitutional. Yet the other team does. It's difficult. It's like trying to have an argument with somebody who doesn't even know what the facts are or even care about the facts. So there's a high burnout potential, but, man, we need everybody's help. Bottom line is we need a deeper bench in the gun advocacy, in the gun activism world. So I will gladly help anybody get involved to talk to any of your listeners because we need your help. And like you said, man, that's more than just going to a website or sending some national organization a couple of bucks. I mean, we need people in the trenches. We need people who are going to show up when there's a rally, even if it's 40 degrees and raining and cold, which to me is pretty cold being from Florida. So we need help, and uh, this is how to do it. I hope people will read it and figure it out that, you know, look at right now. I mean, today, the Fifth Circuit uh, put a stay on the bumps on the uh, pistol brace decision, but the word is it's only going to affect the plaintiffs. They're set to make 40 million Americans balance for a small plastic accessory. That's the kind of crap that we have to put up with and watch out for from this administration. They're playing fast and loose with the Constitution. They don't care how it impacts people as long as it is furthers their war against our guns and our gun rights. Well... I my plan with that is two pronged. I um, I really like the one gun that I have, and the one gun that I have is designed to be my truck gun, right? Little three hundred blackout eight inch came in a pistol configuration, so I went ahead and formed one it, and that was about 40, 40 days ago. So I'm, I'm you know, and I'm going to print out the form one application now. I guess I'll go ahead and take the pistol brace off of it because. Apparently that makes everything okay. <laughs> well, you know they're saying they're saying not now. I mean, even though Dettelbach, the ATF director, told Congress that well they can just take it off. Now we're hearing that that's not enough. That you have to destroy it or sell or turn it in. Sell it to who? So I don't. Yeah. Who's buying uh, the Who's buying the illegal uh, uh, pistol braces? <laughs> well, I am no. Um, yeah, it's like everything that group does. It doesn't make sense. Don't If you try and make it make sense in your head or you try and understand it with a rational mind, you'll just go crazy. Well, I'm sure over the course of time that will get turned over, and then I'll have an NFA item that I didn't have to have as an NFA item. And then when that happens, I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy me an AR-15 pistol when they when this all gets tossed out on its ear. And I guess that'll be my truck gun, and I'll just I, I'll just have this little shorty rifle thing that I can't do very much with. Yeah, and uh, that's on them. But yeah. you know, at, at least you're not paying the two hundred dollar transfer. Yeah. Or two hundred dollar tax. You know, once we get a friendly uh, occupant uh, in the White House, I would uh, then we can do some some open field running, and it's just a matter of time. We're doing a lot right now. There's so much going on at staff behind the scenes uh, with these with the lawsuit situation down because of Bruin. We're going to win all these suits, but they want to bankrupt bankrupt us. But eventually, uh, depending on who gets in there and how friendly they are, I mean, I'd like my ultimate goal is to get rid of the NFA. Uh, the I, you know, I, I kind of look at this as a window to do it. The other thing I don't understand. 
So they've got Dettelbach up there, and they're like, what's an assault weapon? They say, whatever you say it is. Yeah. So why aren't they getting out there saying, oh, okay, well, we're going to write a law about that right now. And then say, a assault rifle is based upon a mechanical addition to the mechanism, which is a fully auto sear. Yeah. And that is an assault rifle. By the way, these are already covered within the NFA. Those are the ones that you can worry about, the ones that you're already concerned with. Although we're, do, we're doing away with the 1986 Hughes Amendment. And now you can have a new fully automatic weapon as long as you go through the NFA nonsense. I'm sure that would be fun for them. But I don't know why, I don't know why they're not doing that. Why, why, why did I look at that and say, oh, opportunity, and they didn't see it. How come? Yeah, I have no idea. That that seemed to be an easy one to me. Okay, an assault weapon is anything that select fire. Right. Capable of fully automatic or burst. Okay, and then boom, we're done. We're done with this all of this chicanery. But, uh, yeah, I guess I, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to that kind of stuff. So <laughs> nobody asked me. But I agree. I, I would have come up with a definition so fast it would have made some of those legislative heads spin. Okay, we'll we'll come up with something for you there, Mr. Dettelbach. Yeah. Not a problem. Happy to. Happy to. That would have been something they could have lived with, I'm sure. But, yeah. uh, you know, the other thing is I would... They're going to have to defund them. I mean, when you look at the entirety of the ATF and you look at the entirety of just the NFA, for example, what... Is is there some moral high ground to being shot with a 16-inch barrel that I'm just unaware of? Yeah. Is there some moral yeah. high ground to being able to hear the shot? You know, having spent quite a considerable amount of time figuring out how to get rid of the ATF because it's not needed, you know, there are components that I would keep. I would I would definitely keep their bomb guys. Their bomb guys are the best in the, in the business. They know what they're doing. Uh, the lab would be nice to have. It would be nice to have access to that lab if you have a homicide that all comes down to proving that, yeah, this gun is the murder weapon. Um, but the rest of them, if you're going to keep them, you're going to have to come up with, I mean, the enforcement agents could all go. All their stuff can easily be handled by FBI if they, in fact, don't get reorganized like they need to be. But uh, the IOIs, the people that go into the gun stores, uh, you would have to work so hard to change their attitude because right now they're walking into these gun shops looking to close them down rather than offering a helping hand, maybe helping translate some uh, rules or regulations, maybe offering tips. You know, I look at it this way. It's like game wardens in the West versus game wardens in the East. You go to South Dakota and you talk to a game warden, He's going to tell you where the ducks are landing, where the geese are at, where the deer is going, and they hope that you fill out where the pheasants are, how to get on the birds, because they hope you fill out and have a good time and come back to the state and spend a lot more of your money. You know, some, sometimes in the upper Midwest, my home state of Minnesota, it's like they're, the game wars are trying to put you in jail. That's what these IOIs are about. Hang on for me, if you will. Talking to Lee Williams, we'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Over 25 
25 years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. In the 21st century, the handgun has become the preeminent self-defense tool. At CNH Precision, we specialize in taking your weapon to the highest degree of functionality possible. With a complete array of goods and services specializing in red dot sight installation, CNH Precision will help you realize the most effective handgun the first time. If you need slide milling, installation, or accessories, go to chpws.com. CNH Precision. Welcome to the Boom Squad. At Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Using the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unique. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available. With quality control second to none, because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. such thing as a fair fight, and we bring the unfair advantage that is the 2011 platform. Dominate. At Staccato, we know the most important gun you own is the one that you're carrying when you're facing that threat to life and freedom. Win. We want you to enter that objective confident that you are carrying the best gun in the gunfight. No compromise. No sacrifice. Staccato2011.com. Stand ready to face down the darkness with 2011. Holster.com, the home of DeSantis-quality built American-made products for 45-plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American-made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment. We perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. What's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting.
right, welcome back. This is Lock and Low talking to Lee Williams. You can find him at thegunwriter.substack.com. That's where everything starts. Sign up for it. You'll get the drops as they occur. Where would you like to go now, sir? Well, we should probably talk behind Bob's back a little bit since he's not here. <laughs> um, I've been through the best law enforcement firearms training, military firearms training, a ton of civilian firearms training. And uh, I thought I knew everything. First day I went to the range with Bob, it was just two of us. Um, kind of where he's introduced himself, we're meeting each other. After about four or five hours, I realized that everything that I had trained, everything that I thought I knew was all wrong. It was all crap. Uh, the little light that goes out on over your head when you get a new idea, that must have looked like a damn strobe light hmm. when I was at the range. So without a doubt, and I have, I have, I, I get to go to training as a byproduct of my job and I love it because it's fun and I learn stuff. Um, so I have a kind of a wide field of view on what works and what doesn't. And, and, and right now I, I think Bob's the, the hottest trainer out there for about 150, maybe 200 reasons. But uh, there's been a lot of stuff I've seen lately on the, the YouTube and on the Twitter. Um, there's some guys out there that are just not cutting it uh, with their instruction. And unfortunately, if you haven't been exposed to a lot of good instructors like you and I have, you might start taking this stuff as gospel. So I'm kind of thinking about me doing a column on getting a second opinion. If you go into the doctor and he says, hey, man, you got this problem, you just say, okay, I got to go get a second opinion because it's important. Uh, well, it's important to understand, you know, how to defend yourself, too. And I can't think of a, a field of study where, other than how to learn, learn how to gunfight, where I would want a second opinion more. Uh, you know, let's see how somebody else is doing it, because some of the stuff we're seeing out there right now is going to get you killed. It's, it's not it's not shot at the range by an instructor. So I think it's vital right now if you're a new shooter, a novice shooter, or you're an advanced shooter. Spread some of that money around. Uh, find a couple of instructors. Look at their bios. I did a story once on how to choose an instructor. Every every instructor's bio should be on their website. Um, that should be a given. And you need a little something more than... And I was in the army, or I was in law enforcement. You want you want some kind of specialization. I would run for anybody that says I was, you know, in the army, but I can't talk about it because I have to kill you because it's like super secret agent orange, secret squirrel type stuff. Those guys. That doesn't. Yeah. Those guys. Uh, our good friend Mr. Keller was in the most elite unit in the United States military, and he can talk about it. If somebody was on the blue side and they were in. Uh, Dev Grew or Seal Team Six or whatever the blue guys or whatever you want to call it, they can talk about it. So there's no reason that anybody can say has to say that they can't talk about their military service. If they do, I would run like hell because whatever they're going to present probably isn't even the military's never even heard of it. Right. So find a good instructor and and make sure they know what they're talking about and, and get a second opinion. Um, it, it's really not that difficult. And, and it's fun, and you might find an instructor you like better. I know I sure as hell did. Right. Well, the thing to remember about anybody coming to you from with a military background, okay, is that in the military, nobody goes on goes on uh, into in movement, fire maneuver. Nobody does it alone. No. 
it's going to be a minimum of two people, preferably four, six, or 12, right? So you need to find somebody who has adapted what they learned from the, from the small unit movement into the singular movement, which I'm sure Bob has done that. Has he done that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that's where, but, but anybody, but coming from the military just means you know how to work well with a group. Yeah, and he's not teaching small team tactics. He's teaching shooting fundamentals. Right. But unlike a lot of guys out there who may teach something, Bob can tell you why he's doing this. Right. Why why stance isn't really, although it is still a fundamental, why it's really not that important. Things like that. So, yeah, I have no problem with somebody who goes and learns how to be an instructor and takes NRA schools and, and spends a lot of money. To, to get their certifications and then teaches basic pistol shooting or something like that. Uh, when, it, when it starts to become problematic is when you have somebody who has never heard a shot fired in anger, much less fired one, going to teach you now how to be a gunfighter yeah. when they've never been in a gunfight. And that's what we're running into. And uh, I haven't been as good about it as I have in the past calling out this crap, uh, but that can happen. Um, these guys eventually all get called out. Uh, you, you know, we've we've gone round and round about a couple of them on your show. Um, if if you want to learn how to be a brain surgeon, you go to a brain surgeon. You don't go to a neuro, You don't go to a, a podiatrist. Uh, if you want or to a veterinarian, fight, yeah, or a veterinarian. If you want to learn how to gunfight, you go to a gunfighter. Right. Get a second opinion. Spend the money. Take the time. You should be training at least with a professional trainer at least once a month, in my humble opinion. Um, and training and practicing at the range and dry firing at home as much as you can. But it's fun. I mean, yeah, some of them are, are, are charging a lot of money. Um, I'll tell you this, uh, the best training in the, in the world right now, Bob charges 550 for a weekend. And, uh, that's pretty good. Case it, yeah, it really is not bad. Um, and you know, you go through a lot of ammo, you get to do a lot of shooting, you get a lot of reps and you get individual coaching because he limits his class size. Some of these guys that are out there, I don't care what their background is, they'll have 30 students on the line. <laughs> You're not going to get anything personal No. when there's 29 other students. Well, out you got to have a cadre of instructors there, and they got to all be on the same page. Yeah, but uh, that would be great, except that's not always the case because the guys running it just want to keep all the money themselves. Sure. I, yeah, I know, I know. So you end up with second-rate instruction and uh you know and, and waiting in lines drills I, I would rather i would rather shoot practice the fundamentals and have uh bob coaching me uh on what i'm doing right because he doesn't miss a damn thing let me tell you that right uh you you're a little late on on resetting the trigger he will let you know immediately no such thing as friendship on that line uh you're just a student and i like that um these other guys you're not going to get any but any individualized instruction because they run so many drills. So if you have a ton of students there and a ton of drills, basically all you're doing for the weekend is standing around in line waiting to shoot. Sure. And, you know, I, I can find better ways to spend my money. Well, I mean, you, I mean, it's the same thing as just going to the range. If you're in a big class, it's the same thing as going to the range with a group. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, you, you're not going to, I mean, they're trying to give it out. I mean, I've done it. I did it in a tactical response class with 53 people. Oh, my God. We had uh, five firing lines. 
And the interesting thing was there were some people that would not go shoot. So when they would call their lineup, I'd be looking to see if anybody didn't go, and I'd be like, fine, I'll go out there. They're just hanging out or what? I don't know. Well, it was hot. Oh. It was a hot day in June in Camden, Tennessee, but I was there to shoot. Yeah, and learn. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I took two Poly 80 pistols, kind of like the ones you just built the other day, mm -hmm. and let the tactical response cadre beat them up. And they, 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 they passed gloriously. It was a great thing. But, I mean, it's nice when you can go to a uh, go to a class and a guy observes you from draw to presentation to reholster. Yep. And he sees every little thing you're doing mechanically wrong, and he can try to make a little micro-correction here and there. We are headed to the uh, last break. Uh, you can find Lee's articles. All of them originate at thegunwriter.substack.com. You can sign up for alerts on it. Put your, you know, put your email address in there, and you will get an email alert every time he writes one. And you're going to be, you're going to get a lot of email alerts because, uh, you know, Mr. Williams here, he is uh, he prolific. Prolific. He gets reprinted everywhere, all kinds of places. And this is not the only place he writes. We'll talk about that when we get back. Talking to Lee Williams. This is Lock and Low. Talking to Lee Williams, uh, Bob Keller's out there somewhere training people to, uh, well, to be kinetic. So we're just thinking today. We're just thinking. So what's up? What's the next thing we're going to be thinking about? So I'm on this other gentleman's radio show. I, I doubt you know him. He's not as big as you or as Mark. Uh, and he, we start talking about my carry option, which I, uh, you, as you well know, is the Staccato C2. And he's basically in a very nice way. I want, to, I want to preface this again. It's very nice, very polite. Uh, says that staccato owners have become some type of cult. Oh. This is the host saying this? Yeah. To you. And you're you're a staccato owner. Yeah. What, what, and, and and this, this, why did this come up? I, I guess because he can't afford one or oh. maybe he's a little jealous or okay. something. But, yeah. If that, if it's a cult, sign me up. I'll drink the Kool Aid. Um, I've never really thought of it like that. It kind of took me back a little bit, but it, it is, I think, in both of our opinions, one of, if not the best, um, handgun platform out there. So, and it's it's not it's something that not a lot of folks can afford. So there is kind of it's got this exclusivity thing. I will say this: if you're contemplating shooting one or trying one, uh, you better have a couple grand in your checking account because you're going to buy one. I guess, did those the, uh, are those the makings of a cult? No, you know, I mean, I'm sure everybody you know, and, and this is the thing, I, I hear this all the time, they're so expensive. But then you go into their room and they've got a gun safe with 20 guns in it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
the 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 thing is that the uh you know <laughs> they don't shoot about 18 of them yeah. So in my mind's eye, you take about four or five of those and sell them. And Viola, you are now going to be able to order a staccato. Well, and you know the, the, the thing is, yeah, they're very expensive, but you're gonna. This is not going to be a safe queen. You're probably going to carry it. Yeah. So I mean, how much is your life worth? Well, that's the other thing. And, uh, you know, when I say that, I've, I've said that about various main brands and everything, Nighthawk and stuff like that. And there's some guns out there that, without a doubt, are so ornate that they just don't warrant carrying them. But the Spicato... The Pit Viper from Karen yeah. Tactical that I just saw on John, on John Wick 4, which I just streamed the other day. Um, I mean, what is it, $7,000, $8,000? Yeah, I think Staccato builds it. Yeah, love to have one. Not going to, uh, not can't afford it. But the regular Staccato, like the C2 that, that uh, we both enjoy, uh, I mean, I have a good friend here. Used to, He's in Tennessee now. He used to have a FFL here. Renowned throughout Southwest Florida for his honesty. People would come in and they'd bitch about the price of a Glock. Right. They'd want to get some something else, something cheaper. Right. You know, two hundred dollar range. And, and Mike Mike Young, if you're listening, skinny, um, was would always ask him what the gun was for. And well, it's gonna be my defensive pistol. Okay. Well, don't buy that. Why don't you just brown bag it to work for a month? Don't eat out, don't eat lunch, brown bag it, bring your lunch, save some money, put the money aside, and then get something that is probably going to work 99.9% of the time to defend your life. And that's kind of how I feel about the staccato. Yeah, it's expensive. It, it's more than a Glock. But, um, man, I can hit with it like I can't with any other handgun. So, well, so, here, so here's the thing. Work? With cops, right, with, with cops, when they buy Glocks, they also have armors. In the military, when they buy guns, they have armors. Everything is designed for the gun to break. Yeah. Now, for a little bit more, you can get a gun that is not designed to break. It still has to be maintained like a gun is, but one that has been really massaged to fit well and not grind on itself and everything, you're not going to have any mishaps with it. So a really well-designed gun, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of uh, staccatos out there that have never been cleaned before. You took them apart. Probably Bob's. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, uh, you know... If you're going to pull a gun and you want to get out there, it's it's not f- slow draw, bang, 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 bang. You better be sending a wall of lead, very well directed, and it better be pinpoint accurate because you every a lawyer belongs to every one of those rounds. Yeah, staccato is a gun that you can carry with confidence, and that's the thing: a gun with confidence. You need to have a gun you can carry with confidence. Yeah, and I'm not seeing that in a lot of other packages. No. No, I think uh, I think this is the the best of all worlds. Well, and I mean, it's a cult. Yeah. Okay. No, I, you know, when you look at this, when you think about the other custom guns that are out there, Staccato is the lowest, the least expensive of them to get into that club. The Staccato P, the Staccato C2, those two guns will do everything that you need. Yeah. And they're one third the price of say a comparable uh, Nighthawk. Right, they don't have the finishes, but you can put the finish on it. But I mean, the the John Wick gun you're talking about, which one is it? The Pit Viper. 
Yeah. Mechanically, I wouldn't say there's a whole lot of difference between it and the P, except it probably was a little more massage, and it's definitely you know pretty. It's pretty to look at. And it's got a two pound trigger. Yeah. Which you can you can make you can have one of those put in your gun. So yeah. the, you know if if you're looking for the sweet spot, I've always thought it's either the Staccato P or the C2. Yeah. So mechanically speaking, I think, but uh, you know what? So what is the gun that he thinks is the good gun? What what should all the cultists be going to? Oh no no no! It was it didn't get that heated, oh. um, and a lot of it was tongue in cheek, but. You know, everybody, the, the Glock is king in, in just giving its numbers. Um, I, I kind of like to break from that. I, I do really enjoy mine, and I shot a lot of Glock, and I shot a lot of other stuff, too. But sure. This is what this is what works for me 100% of the time, and this has made me an infinitely better shooter. And, I, you know, I'm not practicing more than I used to. I'm not training more than I used to. I'm not dry firing more than I used to. This gun, the, the the tool here, has made me much more lethal when it comes to you know defensive uh, carry. Yeah. So I put a price on that. Well, I mean, the staccato is a perfect epitome. You, you know, we used to watch. When I used to watch racing, we were you know you'd watch the commercials. They say, you know, you know, Kale, all of this technology works us down into the production models. And, uh, well, I would think this is a perfect case for that, because I would say a lot of their race gun technology has, uh, has worked its way into the production model with and carry I, gun reliability. And I think we're going to see more single action platforms coming out. Yeah. I think, I think the, the days of the striker fire, uh, while they will always be around, I think we're going to have more single action options out there because, you know, Bob said something really uh, intuitive uh, on one of your episodes. He thinks it's safer right now to have a single action pistol because, you know, he's constantly manipulating that safety, right? Uh, putting it back on. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. I, I, I think uh, I, I, when I was in law enforcement, single action handguns scared the brass. Because they weren't gun guys, and they didn't understand them. And they knew that, oh, my God, if that hammer's cocking that safety's off, there's only a couple of pounds. You don't have this 17-yard trigger pull anymore. and um, You know, we're past that. Those guys are... Well, that was making an excuse for all these guys running around with their finger on the trigger. Like like it was a place to keep their hand. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I I think people are starting to realize that, yeah, this is is as good as it gets. Especially if you're going to go into harm's way with it. Yeah. It is. I mean, I, there is no staccato I would not carry. Although there's, I've got an XC coming at some point, and I have no idea what that gun is going to be like when it gets here. I've, I've, I've heard a lot about it. I've shot the XL. I've have never shot the CS. I've got a CS coming. You know, Bob raves about that one, too. But The perfect pistol. That's what he says. But then there's other people saying, well, it, it seems sort of snappy. Well, it's a little gun, my friend. Yeah. Anyway, before we go away, Lee is an investigative reporter. You can find his work primarily. It all starts, and you should go sign up for it right now at thegunwriter.substack.com. Also, the lone investigative reporter at Second Amendment Foundation, saf.org, and also the lone writer at Armed American News, which is is it armedamericannews.com or aarn.com? 
It's armedamericanews.com. There you go. Okay. Thank you for that. So, thank you very much for joining me today. Always a pleasure, brother. I really enjoyed it. It is the fastest hour in radio. Yeah. Hang on for me before you go. I got one question before you. Before we go away, coming up next, I'm going to be talking to Rob Morse, writer and podcaster. This is Lock and Load. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.